Welcome to Right to Life of Michigan's Life Beat. I'm your host today, Chris Gass. Joining me is Anna Visser. Anna. Hello. And Grace Hemmeke, our newest employee. Welcome, Grace. Hello. Thank you. Um, so we have a bit of revolt on our hands. We're back up to three people, so now they're going to try to make me talk less. So this might not be as great as a podcast as the previous ones, but that's fine. Um, I'm sure you'll still talk just as much. Okay. <laughs> Glad to know you're wanted around here. You um, are. You are. Okay. So today we're going to talk about Gretchen Whitmer, not the most popular topic around the office here, but necessary. Uh, we're going to talk about the election, of course. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what we're doing on the amendment as part of the coalition, Citizens to Support Michigan Women and Children. First, let's talk about the lawsuits, kind of the big deal. So earlier this week, Abortion was illegal in the state of Michigan for the first time since for seven 1972 hours. <laughs> for well, semester 73 for, yeah, seven hours. Seven so hours. the appeals court, so there, of course there's several lawsuits going. So we have the lawsuit that Planned Parenthood is pushing was against the, the attorney general. And that one was appealed to the appeals court. The appeals court, on one hand, sadly, did not take the case away from the Uber Planned Parenthood judge who used to work for the ACLU. They did do something, though. But they did say, hey, well, this lawsuit's against the attorney general, so it doesn't apply to county prosecutors. So county prosecutors, like the one in Kent County and Jackson County, could prosecute abortionists. Mm Mm-hmm. Starting, I would think it was Monday morning, right? Yes. It was Monday. And for people like me, maybe that don't understand all of this, our legislative director had a great little analogy to help you understand because the pro abortion side and their attorneys were making the argument well, you can't just um, have one police officer enforce the law, but not all of them. So this would include all county prosecutors, it would include the attorney general, yada, yada, yada. Our legislative director made the point that when you charge someone with a crime and they have to go on house arrest, their whole family is not on house arrest, just that person. So that's, you know, it only applied to the attorney general, not to every other prosecutor in Michigan. So the second that the Court of Appeals in Michigan ruled that, Governor Gretchen Whitmer ran to one of their pro-abortion judges in Oakland County and got that judge in her separate lawsuit to put a statewide injunction on all of the county prosecutors, meaning, once again, that our abortion law is not able to be enforced in any case. So abortion was illegal. Hmm. In Michigan from 1846 until January 22nd, 1973. And then while it's still been on the books, can't be enforced. And then it was illegal again uh, Monday from about 8.30 a.m. to something like 4 p.m. Five, yeah. Whole seven hours. Right. Uh, Again, this is all kind of just a farce because it's – the law in the books. That law has been updated. The legislature under multiple constitutions has approved that law. Uh, The voters approved that law under our current constitution in 1972. 
Uh, it was brought to court in 1973. The Michigan Supreme Court said, duh, the people just voted on it. You know, it's not repealed. There's no right to abortion in the Michigan Constitution. In 1999, they said there's no right to abortion in the Michigan Constitution. Our law has been used, it was used in 2001 and 2019 to prosecute people for forced abortions or illegal late-term abortions because they lied about their health reason. Um, it is what it is. And our point all along has been, you know, if the other side is going to talk about democracy every day as if it's some sort of sacred, holy thing that can't even be questioned, you know, their whole goal here is just overturn an election and overturn what has been the duly, you know, the duly passed law and enforced in the state since the beginning, essentially. You know, it's just, there's no legal... There's no legal argument other than judges like abortion are going to just rule like that because they like abortion. But yeah. they are trying to create a legal argument now with their current amendment. Yes, it is. Well, and uh, their amendment, if it does pass, well, then there would be a absolutely unlimited right to abortion in the Michigan Constitution. I still am, think that it's funny that Whitmer's like, it's in there, it's in the Constitution, this right to abortion. You just have to look really hard and squint your eyes and maybe scribble it in there as you're squinting. But then this amendment is trying to establish a right to abortion. And no one, no one in the media, no one pro-abortion thought like, oh, those are little conflicting. Maybe we should rethink. Well, logic has never been their strong, strong suit. suit. And... Cognitive dissonance is the only way they think. So uh, it is what it is. But in other words, uh, all this to say court cases are going to continue. Uh, it's probably fair to guess that uh, the other side, if you look at it, not in the legal framework, which it really isn't. This is a political framework. Uh, if you look at it with that framework, they want our law not to be enforced but still to be on the books so they can try to run against it in the election uh, and say it's so extreme, it's going to save all these babies, we can't have that. And mm -hmm. so, um, but we'll keep fighting it. We're there in court. We have a great legal team. We're right on all the legal points every step of the way. We're trying. But again, elections have consequences. When you elect pro-abortion judges, you're not going to get legal decisions. You're going to get political decisions 110% of the time. Well, let's move on to a victory. Yes. The primary election was Tuesday. Um, I don't I don't remember the percentage, but usually the Right to Life Michigan PAC is in the high 80s. 90.1. Oh, even higher than usual. So uh, if you look at all the endorsed races, the RLM PAC made an endorsement in. Um, the win rate was 90.1%, which is a little bit higher than our average uh, lately uh, in the high 80s. So that's good. That means there are a lot of pro-life candidates that will be able to be supported in the general election. Uh, probably the biggest one and the most important one was the governor's race. Mm -hmm. So uh, just to recap, because we've had a ton of questions in the office, um, when there is a candidate running who is not 100% pro-life, which is Kevin Rinke. Um, and, the and he has publicly stated that he has exceptions. 
Right. So the concern is always that they're not, he's not going to back our pro-life laws and he's not going to make it a priority. And so in those kinds of races, whether it's governor, county commissioner, everything in between, uh, if, um, if there are other pro-life candidates, if there's more than one, then the Ireland PAC only chooses one to try to unite the vote and not split the vote. So the one candidate who isn't pro-life wins. And in that case, the endorsed candidate was Tudor Dixon. Uh, and she won. And by a convincing amount. Well, and I think, you know, that policy, you could actually see it play out this time because Kevin Rinke came in second to her, mm-hmm. you know, by by still a long shot. But he came in second to her, meaning mm-hmm. people still, still, a lot of people voted for him. And if we had endorsed multiple people, you know, we would have had our pro-life vote split between those three other pro-life, is there three? Three other pro-life. Three, and then one who didn't really... I guess four. Did, wouldn't put it on paper, what he said, but said yes. he was pro-life on his website. So three other candidates, you know, we would have split those votes, and Kevin Rinke could have won. So that's kind of the whole point. You can see it play out of why that policy is in place. And Kevin Rinke would have been better than Gretchen Whitmer. This microphone that I'm talking into would be a better <laughs> governor than Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, but... Uh, instead, we have a great candidate. Um, I'll say that after Roe versus Wade was overturned, she released a press statement, and that was the best pro-life press statement by an elected official I've ever seen in, I don't know, the 15 years I've been paying attention to that. So she's really pro-life, really mm-hmm. important. To her, she's going to be that pro-life voice. Um, she's got a lot of other good things going for her. Um, anything else positive we want to say about Tudor before we talk about her opponent? <laughs> I I do know they're probably going to hit her pretty hard these next couple months, and oh yeah, yeah. I I I know that she's gonna be strong enough to fight back and she's quick on her feet yeah i did see her do a radio interview it was like in a coffee shop and the guy was just like pushing her buttons Mm -hmm. not in a mean way but in a kind of like pressing way and she just she stayed on her feet so excited to see what happens right well she's gonna get hit because her opponent gretchen whitmer who can't govern uh, better than this microphone, has roughly $10 million that she's raised so far for her election. So, uh, and she is not just, you know, she is popular all over the country. Mm-hmm. She's one of the rising stars. She spent a lot of COVID instead of, you know, like governing, she spent it on MSNBC trying to get every single little media hit that she could. Um, so she's got a lot of money from out of state that's going to back her. She'll get plenty of money in state. Um, a lot of the big companies and corporations, of course, you know, her dad used to be the head of Blue Cross Blue Shield. So Mm -hmm. she's extremely well connected. This is her life's ambition. Uh, she achieved it to be the governor and she's going to fight like hell, not just to, you know, support abortion, but to keep her job. So it's going to be tough race for Tudor Dixon, uh, not that it, there's any other kind of election race for governor, but um, this year's going to be really tough, so she has to bring her A game, we have to bring our A game, 
Um, and Gretchen Whitmer really does want to make her support for an abortion a centerpiece of her campaign. Um, did we talk about this two weeks ago, I think? Yes. I think we did. Yes. But it, it's still a sight to behold her still, and they have already begun hitting Tudor Dixon on being pro-life. Yep. Trying to hit really They've hard. They've hit her on the exceptions. It's kind right. of what they're going for. Right. Now, what they're doing when they're trying to talk about that is they're really hoping people completely forget Gretchen Whitmer's record on abortion, which... If she wants to make abortion the centerpiece of her reelection campaign, well, let's oblige her and let's talk about abortion itself and what Gretchen Whitmer thinks. And I, what always comes to mind when I hear the term Gretchen Whitmer is partial birth abortion. You know, she was the champion of it at, when we tried to fight it in the legislature. She was the one leading the charge against it. You know, her Women's Health Act that she was promoting a couple of years ago would have re-legalized partial birth abortion, specifically would have repealed our state ban on that. The constitutional amendment that her side's pushing is going to make partial birth abortion legal again in the state of Michigan, make it unconstitutional to ban stabbing babies in the head and sucking their brains out. Pardon for the frank description of what it does. Um... Yeah, she's going to, and the verbiage, it's always fight like hell. Mm-hmm. And she keeps using it. It's almost every day. I'm going to fight like hell for abortion. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, she hasn't stopped talking about it. She's the, not going to, but, no. you know, I don't know that that's going to work out for her. It, I it, could see it going both ways where, I don't know. I, I haven't ran into anyone that likes her. But maybe that's just who I surround well, we, myself with. Well, we all live in bubbles. You know, like, there I was, mean, during the, the, we got some people complaining about the election. Like, well, I don't know anyone that voted for Tudor Dixon, or I don't know anyone that voted for Garrett Saldano, or I don't know anyone that voted for, the, I didn't know anyone that voted for Kevin Rinke, but he's still got, you know, what, 15% that's of the vote. True. I mean, people, we live in bubbles, I, and... <sighs> I just hope people remember what she did for COVID. They remember the roads. They remember our economy. She she killed, wasn't it? She killed Tudor Dixon's mom or grandma? Grandma. Grandma. Oh, we know. Mm-hmm. Might have been her mom. In any case, um, you know, Gretchen Whitmer really wants people to forget, you know, the stuff that she, she did during the pandemic. Like, for example, oh, you have a surgery. We're going to cancel that unless it's an abortion. Mm-hmm. If it's an abortion, you go ahead and you go and you kill that baby. But if you needed hip replacement, well, I'm sorry. That's just too bad. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have to suffer for the greater good. Um, we, I don't want to talk about too much of all the other COVID stuff because it's not really our issues, although yeah. plenty that the average person would gripe about. Um, we'll just leave it there. But her – I still don't understand – they're thinking. So they spent all this money, and we're talking about this because we, we got so many calls during COVID from people who support abortion saying, you're killing grandma because you're not, like, boosting the governor and supporting the governor 100%. When we weren't really saying anything. We weren't, it's not we our weren't issue. talking about the vaccines. What? We weren't talking about the vaccines. Well, I mean, we're giving people information about that, but we weren't talking about all, anything, really, all the other stuff. Because it's just, it's not our issue. We're right. not a public health authority. We're not... 
whatever. But since people started demanding we speak out, I was like, okay, let's talk about killing grandma was what they called us, a bunch of grandma killers. Mm-hmm. Well, I still don't get – they spent all that money to turn Cobo Hall or the, whatever the name is now, the TCF Arena, to turn it into a COVID ward Yeah. that never got used. Like they spent all that effort and they didn't ever use it. Yet okay. they're putting – Right. Diseased people into nursing homes. Right. So it's like instead of putting all these people who have COVID into like a specialized facility, let's just put them into the place with the most vulnerable population possible. You know, Mm -hmm. my grandma, who she died during COVID, not from COVID, but um, as far as I know. But I mean, she was in a nursing home. Like, I, you walk in, it's like, this is, there's no way to, this is like an apartment building, you know, in a lot of respects. I'd just like to know what they were, what was their logic behind that? Uh, I don't know. What possible logic could justify that? Of course, they're going to cover it up because it looks bad that, you know. And you think about, like, I went back and looked at the COVID statistics, and Michigan's like number 10 out of 50 for the number of people who died, you know, per million. So it's not like for all the stuff that she did uh, that Michigan is somehow like, you know, number 10 for saving lives or number 10 for people dying. Yeah. Which, just personally, I mean, it, it is what it is. But, I mean, she's not talking about that at all. No, it's well, like she, she want wants people to, be to remember that. I know. She doesn't she's want not, people to remember no. that she supports partial birth abortion and wants teens to have abortions without their parents knowing, or that she wants people to be forced to pay for abortions, or that uh, she wants, you know, people want to have an abortion because they're going to have a baby girl and they don't want a girl. Well, that's fine with her. Um, if, if your child has Down syndrome, you know, take them out. If you want to fund an abortion, if you want to fund an adoption center to help women, no, we can't do that. Did we did we talk about her uh, her vetoing? Let's talk about it. Did we talk? Let's talk about it from now until November. Let's talk about it again. So excited to talk about her all the time. I just love it. It's my favorite thing to do. Well, we're gonna be stuck with her for another four years if we don't. That's true. If she did look what she did during COVID, just imagine what she's gonna do for all this monkeypox stuff. <laughs> How bad's oh it gonna boy. get? You can't buy garden. You can't buy gardening materials because of monkeypox. Something. Who knows? Um, no. So when Gretchen Whitmer was an upcoming legislator and wanted to be a governor someday, she voted for our Pregnant and Parenting Student Services Act, which would create offices and colleges. Uh, because colleges do such a terrible job of handling pregnant students. Mm-hmm. Their health centers are pretty much like, oh, go have an abortion. Not like, how can we help you like graduate with a degree and you know have a yeah. kid? She voted for it, to her credit. Even though she's always supported abortion, she did vote for that act. But fast forward to today and this is the i think the third budget in a row where she any funding at all for anything that even remotely could be run by people who are pro-life and she will veto it even down to even the funding for housing for pregnant women like 
That's bad, Anna. How dare pro-lifers give women is a place even, to stay? Is it even pro-life people providing the housing or just housing in general? Well, we liked it, so it must be bad. According it to mentioned Gretchen a Whitmer. pregnant woman. That's why. Her Planned Parenthood friends probably wouldn't approve. No, they wouldn't. That's and you know any woman who has a baby and doesn't have an abortion is lost revenue for her friends of Planned Parenthood. That's, yep. And frankly, I think too, you know, is she thinking like, oh, if you need housing, you can't afford a baby, so you should get an abortion. Pretty much. I mean, the idea I think that a woman in that situation doesn't have to have an abortion and could actually succeed, it kind of like cuts against their entire worldview. And it kind of is a reminder to people that, you know, no, we don't need abortion. And maybe, you know, a lot of people who support abortion themselves have been involved in abortions, you know. It could be a regret angle there, just saying. Something that I've observed from my time here. Um, yeah, she just pretty pro board. Should we move on to before Anna just stops it and says, I can't take it anymore? Well, was there something we were going to do with things pro boards say? Or was she it? She's it. I'm going to fight like hell to kill those damn babies. That's what she says. Okay, she doesn't, she said, she doesn't say the damn babies, but I mean... <laughs> She hasn't fixed the damn roads, so if she's going to, you know, if something's going to be damned, it's parent, it's going to be the babies and not the roads in Michigan. Um, I really like our governor. We love her. We do love her. The best thing for her would be to resign and stop this awfulness. And speaking of awfulness, let's end with um, the amendment. Mm-hmm. So... This week and then next week, we are talking about, uh, through the coalition and our work with that, about how the Anything Goes Abortion Amendment lets anybody perform an abortion. Yep. And instead of... Instead of reproductive freedom for all, it's actually back alley abortions for all. Right. And nobody, usually everything is an any in the amendment, but here's the nobody. Nobody can be held accountable no matter how bad they botch the abortion. I just saw a story uh, today that in Florida, an abortionist got his medical license revoked for maiming three women. Yep. Well, in Michigan. And I remember when that report came out a couple months ago and they did their emergency take away your license thing. So. Yeah. But in Michigan, if the amendment passes, the state can't penalize, prosecute, or otherwise take an adverse action against anyone helping a pregnant woman exercise her reproductive freedom. That includes an abortionist. Well, I I saw that article yesterday, and I was like, you know, this is what's going to happen in Michigan. And then I saw it posted on the coalition website today. Or Wow, amazing. And I'm like, happened. wow, like, <laughs> thinking alike over here, but... Basically, what happened was he didn't he didn't follow medical procedure protocol, whatever. Didn't check their vital signs. Didn't do any follow ups. And his he wasn't certified to perform surgical abortions. He wasn't certified in OBGYN that could do surgeries. That's exactly that's exactly what this amendment is trying to do. You don't have to be certified. You don't even have to be an OBGYN. You don't even have to be a doctor, okay? 
You don't have to follow any of the procedures because they got rid of all the health and safety regulations. And if you do something like this doctor did in Florida, you don't get your license taken away. Well, mainly because you don't have one. But nothing happens to you. You can't investigate it. You can't shut anything down. You can't shut down the neighborhood abortionist that's going around in all the neighborhoods. Nothing can happen. Except Gretchen Whitmer will probably cut him a check for, you know, with your tax dollars to, you know, congratulate him mm-hmm. for three less babies. The three moms who are maimed, eh, you know, whatever. Collateral damage. Yep. And they're just collateral damage. For the damage greater good. For the greater good. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to be really get more descriptive than that. Like, do you think, and, and it's not just abortion in the amendment, um, it's... It says this reproductive freedom right applies to all matters relating to pregnancy. So, you know. Well, you know what I was thinking the other day was you can't take adverse reaction against anyone who helps a pregnant woman have her reproductive rights, right? Mm -hmm. But that includes sterilization and birth control and whatever else it includes. So if someone got like bad birth control pills or they try to get sterilized by by their neighbor or i don't know like couldn't it oh, go that's beyond a good, that? that's a good point so a company sells you birth control that harms you or i don't think they can they couldn't be held accountable no, could they no or like you got sterilized and like something else happened and it went wrong that that opens up way too many doors for criminalization because this isn't just about um uh a company that sells you defective products like there are actual sex abusers who could use this law to continue getting away with atrocities I mean, there's a lot of unintended side effects right. that would come out of this like there i think it goes way beyond abortion it includes you know your birth control your sterilization like what if something goes wrong with that someone uses it for bad what else does it include there it says um, well, if I can hijack the podcast f- moment for personal advertisement, you know, if this amendment passes, I will perform your C-section. I will only charge, it'll only be ninety nine ninety five. Um, I'll bring my own anesthesia since... Childbirth. And it yeah, includes childbirth. Um, uh, I'll do, you know, I, not just C-sections. I mean, I'll sit there and catch the baby too, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I can do home births. You know, there's this... Um, I can do epidurals. You just stick a needle in the back. It's not a <laughs> big deal. You don't need a medical license to do any of these things. I mean, I watched Mike Rowe on Dirty Jobs do a, a C-section on a cow. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I just get one of my Cutco knives real sharp. Yeah, you just, you know, wah, wah, two slashes and... Um, you know, you just stitch it back up. I did a sewing in elementary school and, and like I mean, home ec stuff. I can do it. People know hundred bucks. Is, you heard it here first. Chris Gas, C section service. People know that this is so outrageous that I saw a movie on Netflix about this very thing happening where a doula like didn't didn't do something correct while this woman was giving birth at her home. And she should have like called nine one one right in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. But if this was passed technically i mean she, she didn't do anything wrong no the the woman consented to her, the individual consented yeah. to it uh and so whatever the individual consents to can't hold anyone accountable right if that individual is unqualified and you know kills you yeah oh well oh well that's reproductive freedom for all <laughs> death for some <laughs> but it's that it doesn't matter <laughs> 
Anything else before we go? Um, this is kind of the slow season between before the amendment really well, picks up and the election. And a little plug. Me and Grace are um, <laughs> making our debut on Monday on the Coalition Theatrical account. debut. Yep. Um, this is our, our coming out film. Um, Making our debut to the world. My directorial uh, debut. <laughs> not not like that, but like um, this is where we start our acting career. You'll see it. And Chris gets all the credit so, for the beautiful production. Yeah, that's right. The the Anna and the writer. I get the writing uh, credit too. Um, not the producing credit. That goes to Anna. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the key grip was or the what. What? You never watch the movie credits and see all the. No. You watch the movie credits. You know, if you don't know who the key grip is in your favorite film, then you are just not a real movie fan. We'll end on that note. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will be back next week.